Yo, hello everyone. We made a podcast Black History Month special episode. This is not an official episode number, but uh, this is a special episode, Black History Month 2021. And uh, we got some stuff to talk about today. We certainly do. Don't try to be all serious and somber, man. This is also a celebration. It's a tough month for me, too. If that month was, you know, let me relax. See, hey, man. Hey. You trying to bait me. They might use this video. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a lot we wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if we've ever, maybe, you know, we've never really done a Black History Month special episode, but if, if I'm not mistaken, um, but we usually end up, I want to say every year since we've been doing, like, okay, 2018, 2019. And 2020, maybe, we did a review of MLS Black History Month Roundtable. If I'm not mistaken, they've done that um, every year that we've been doing the podcast. Mm. Um, I remember one of the first ones we ever talked about, so definitely. Yeah, like maybe, or maybe it was the second, maybe it was the Second year until we made it, they did it. But yeah, I, don't, I don't remember our very first year because we started in May. In May. So I think the 2018 was the, the one in Atlanta. That one we saw, the, the round table with the girl. Host, well, no, right? that, I think that was one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Then it was the one where they were in, um, then they did two round tables. And then this past one this year is when they did in, um, it was the executives. But um, so we've never really done, I don't think we've ever really done like an episode on our own special episode of Black History Month. We usually end up reviewing the Black History Month episode that MLS does. And I mean, somebody might be like, oh, wow, like you're just reviewing that. Like literally nobody talks about those when they come out. So like, uh, I mean, like somebody else has got a comment on that episode that they do. But that's through MLS, which is obviously they have their own media, but, um, you know, it's not a media organization. And also one of the reasons why we wanted to do a Black History Month episode is because um, we didn't see anything from BN in regards to Black History Month. Although I think yesterday they did retweet George uh, Dimitelis Black History Month retweet where he said that him and Suleiman Florian are the only two Black people on camera in soccer media maybe in the Americas. I don't know if that's true. I hope not. Um, I, didn't see, I didn't see anything from ESPN FC in regards to Black History Month. I don't know if they did something. I didn't see it. Um, I did, we did see a, or well, hear a Kego Lasso episode for Black History Month from CBS, but I thought it was lackluster. It was, a, it was 20 minutes, and I didn't really feel like, you know, it didn't really see, it, it seemed just kind of put together. So, you know, we wanted to come and do our thing. Caesar, I'm going to close this window. So, okay. I'll start out in you. So, anyways, we just, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I don't know what if George's tweet is actually legit because I remember when CBS did their Champions League show, they had, um, Marisa do on there. I don't know if that counts or not, but maybe he meant like a sports syndicate show is the one where they're the only two black people on. I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't know what that was supposed to mean, 
But I mean, it, I'm like, damn, if it's true, you've been there for a long time, dog. But won't you help put some people on, homie? Would you extend the hand out? <laughs> you feel me? Um, I mean, we didn't get a retweet or a paper on there for our tweet like, on there. I, I, speaking of black, I, I am getting to the point where I do think we're blackballed. I can't get a reply to nobody. For, like, what happened, dog? I'm just like, can y'all just block me if I'm blackballed? Maybe uh, or maybe maybe you're being muted. <laughs> like maybe, um, but you know, this Black History Month this year is special. They're always special, but. Um, it kind of has extra special flavor to it because we're coming off the heels last year of the worldwide protests, you know, for black lives and against police brutality in the wake of the uh, killing of George Floyd and Breonna uh, Breonna Taylor. You know, it was, uh, you know, it's something that's going to be remembered forever like that like those summer months are etched in history. You know, we we saw, man, what's his name? What, what's the dude? Oh, Sasha Kleshton. Uh, we talked about how he was, um, he was on MLS, one of those MLS shows, and he was talking about how he was at the protest and he started crying doing that show. During, during, during Like when he was talking about it and saying how he was going to, at some point, he's going to have to answer to his children where he was in the summer of 2020. And he started crying real tears. This is a time for kind of reflection. But obviously, this is a sports show. So we're going to talk about a sports aspect in regards to Black history. We're going to talk about the lack of Black coaches. And I got some things here. And also, I want to do a review of the Micah Richards Tackling Racism um, little show they did recently. I I feel like it came out recently. I watched it recently. So, and, you know, we got Caesar here, you know, representing uh, Long Beach and Brazil. Which one's blacker? (laughs) Brazil, for sure. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, um, I don't think we ever should, like, actually done a a, like specifically a special episode dedicated to Black History Month and celebrating Black History Month within the sport. Um, but, you know, I'm glad to do it because uh, since after actually uh, after Black History Month is kind of like when things a lot of a lot of really interesting times in our nation happened. Um, there was a lot of racism going on, a lot of uh, stuff, police brutality, a lot of stuff going on that was, of course, happening the whole time, but it reached a limit in this country, and people wanted to vocalize that and say they had enough. And we, you know, we, we, uh, on this show, if anybody's ever listened, or I guess maybe you probably stopped listening, but, um, we've never been one to shy away from a, from a, from a topic, and people may consider this controversial, whatever, and it's not. It's, it's just discussions that happen, that's happening in everyday lives right now. That's not considered controversial in my book. This is affecting my life every day, your life every day, and everybody else in America. So it's not controversial. We're just talking about what's going on in life. Yeah, not controversial at all. I mean, it's a, I mean, it's a scandal we're about to get into. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get, go ahead and get into it. Um, so I was like, once again, I wasn't even like thinking about doing a Black History Month episode. But then after I heard the CBS one. I was kind of like, damn, dog, like, you know, somebody got to do something. 
And really, we're the podcast, like we're the soccer outlet where it's like somebody's got to say something, but like, is anybody hearing it? But but regardless, like we're saying it, <laughs> you know, like we're not gonna we're not gonna, not, we're not gonna stay quiet because no one's listening. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that means we could get up. Maybe we can get crazier now because no one's listening to us. You know, you never. It's not like we don't have nobody listening. I, I know. That. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but anyway, so you drop a stat in a minute though. But all good. <laughs> I mean, I look at them. Um, we, I wanted to talk about coaching. You know, I went and did some research to see how many black coaches that we have in the top five leagues. Um, let's just start where we have one. We got one in Liga, Antoine Kumbwari. Um, he's only been there for like two weeks and not, he's been a coach, like he gets, he gets coaching gigs like every once in a while in Liga. He coached PSG for a little bit. He's coached like here and there, like different times. And they just hired him at not not too long ago, a few weeks ago. So there's one there. In EPL, we have one. You know who he is? Yeah, he's the coach for uh, uh, um, the Wolves. Yes. Nuno Espirito Santo. So, Although, Espirito Santo? Although that's a dope ass name, dude. Although I don't even know if people, I don't know if people necessarily even know that he is black. He has called himself mixed race, uh, personally. Hey, I got you, Nuno. I got you, dog. I'm rep. I got you, homie. Technically, uh, he was born in Africa, but technically. It, like at the time, it'd be like saying Ronaldo's born in Africa because he was born on the island that's now known as Sao Tome Principe, but back then it was still part of Portuguese colony. It's it's still it's it he exactly. <laughs> on this show, we observe him as a fellow black man, just like Ronaldo is, and just like I am in Hesse. <laughs> <laughs> so he was born technically in Portugal, but also born in that. Island of Sao Tome. Which Come on, Sao Tome Principe is hell Africa, though. Let's stop this game. Okay, well, I'm saying I've eaten chocolate from there. Um, okay, big okay, big Portugal flex, but <laughs> go ahead and continue. Colonizer food. La, La Liga, zero. Syria, zero. Bundesliga, zero. So we're talking about the top five leagues. We have uh, two total. Um, and... It, it's kind of crazy, but I want to I want to ask a question because it's it's an interesting thing to talk about. Since there's like no black coaches, are black are black there's black people are black people starting from the bottom when it comes to football coaching? Like, are black people starting from the bottom and and if that's the case, should we not necessarily be looking at these the 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 elite teams and the elite leagues? Should we be looking at are there black coaches in the lower divisions? Are we starting from the bottom? That'd be a fair. That'd be a fair if you were talking about black people who just started coaching like ten years ago. If black people started coaching thirty years ago, but. You know, it's not like they had a right to coach just recently. Like, 
come on now. It's 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 insane to me. Like, what do you mean starting from the bottom? Like, what what do you mean like? Seedroff was a legendary player, like, and he 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 coached AC Milan. What team out here thinks they got a coach better than that right now? Like, it's a joke. I remember, like, when he le- he's like, I think coached some random team Portugal or Turkey or something. I don't know. It, it, it's it's and he had I don't know if he got his quote from this too. He had a good quote about like um, recently saying that it's like it's it's really shame that we can't just get the same opportunities. Um, and it's true. I mean, it's it's how many how many I bet on all those teams. How many of those teams have black players on them? Think about that. How many players? How many players? How many black players are in La Liga? It's probably ridiculous on number compared to compared to zero coaches in La Liga. Yeah, Bundesliga. Come on now, are you kidding me? Like, it's it's beyond. I mean, uh, the the, uh, former German captain Joe Boateng is from the German national team a captain. You tell me there's no black coaches. I don't know. It's 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 more than started from the bottom. It's like even if a coach is a former player, it's like if you're if you're a player, it's like you don't even get so you you start from the gutter before you get to become a coach. If that, and I'm sure I'm sure a, a player might look at the opportunities he gets and sees their garbage and goes, you know what, no, nah, dude, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go down there and start working from Division Four. Uh, I don't know the uh, net uh, Norway. I don't know where they're trying to send me. I'm not doing this, man. No, well, it, uh, so some other player, Perlo, get out. He could immediately get jumped to the Juventus, dude. Come on now. He didn't even get to suffer one time coaching Cagliari. I'd be like, well, at least he, he kind of worked up trying to get through those races to score some goals. But no, like that, that's just it's, – it's completely unfair. And like I was saying earlier to finish my point, it'd be fair to say it, black players, black coaches are starting from the bottom is if, if, if we had just started being allowed to coach for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, it almost seems that way. Um, so when I was so I was, so when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, does it even make sense? Because obviously, starting at a youth level. Oh, actually, you know, let me say this first, and I'll get to that. So I was I was looking. I was like, okay, well, maybe I should look in um, the lower divisions. Let me look in the second divisions of these uh, leagues. So I looked in League Duh. There's one black coach. Oh my God, Serie B. Zero. Um, in the what, if Sevilla, like, what if you said Serie B like twelve? I'm like what? Is <laughs> he in 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 the Segunda in Spain? Zero. Bundesliga two one. Um, what two one? Bundesliga two, uh, the second division of Bundesliga. Oh, and in Bundesliga two, there's two. Yeah, there's one. There's one. Yes, and um. Championship in the championship, there's two. So in Bundesliga two, there's some. There's a guy named Daniel Thune. Um, he's been at he's been at Hamburg for seven months. In the championship, there's Valerian Ismail. He's French. He's been at Barnsley for four months. And there's Chris Houghton. Um, he's been at Nottingham Forest for four months. In League Duh, there's a guy Omar. So Dab. there's three in, in, in championship. No, there's two. The other guy was from the other, the other guy was from Bundesliga oh. two. Sorry, sorry. Um, and then this guy in League Duh is Omar Daff. He's been at Sochaux for two years and three months. Okay, so, okay, big dog with that. That, that for who? Uh, Sochaux. Cool man. The bottom for so, real. So so even so even these guys in League Duh, I mean, in the second divisions. There's only one that's been there for a while. The other one's been there four months, four months, seven months. 
so so I was looking at that and I'm like, damn. Okay, one of the one of the avenues to getting coaching gigs, you know, was something similar to what Zidane did, start at the youth levels. But the youth levels is like so important for a club, like. <laughs> You know, that's like your investments and all kinds of stuff there. Like, that's really important. It doesn't even make sense if, like, they don't even want black coaches. Like, if you don't want black coaches in, like, the second divisions or or the top divisions, does it make sense to even let them coach the youth? Uh, I remember that, like, a couple of years ago, Real Madrid had, like, a U13 coach. That was, like, massively touted. They, like, were, like, teams were like, trying to – he had, like, a fat contract, basically. Just because they were like, yeah, this guy's like going to be the future, or whatever, something like that. So like, they take those positions very seriously. Like, they they don't play around. So, you know, I I'm, I want to get wild on here, and I'm not gonna. Like, I'm 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 feeling the temptation to get say some wild. I'm not gonna though. But oh, just know right. that just know that you're absolutely right. Because think about this: the youth levels. That's the face of your club. And I know a lot of these people, <laughs> these teams don't want that as the face of the club, and it hurts my heart. Like, it's sad. Like, it yeah, shouldn't I- be like. I almost got wild when I was talking about the youth players. I almost said something crazy. I'm tempted when, when I'm saying this face of the club, it's making me uncomfortable as we speak. I, I almost called the youth kids like, can I say it or what? Like, No, no. I, you like can say it in four days. That, that's like you're like. That's like I'm you're literally sweating. crying. You're, I'm holding back. No. Caesar, that's like your snail stock right there. Like, you don't want to mess that up. <laughs> like that's on your stock right there. Like the youth, the youth, is, like in in some ways, it's more important because you know if you got some star, you know you can you can sell them up the river. Come on, man! Do you have to drop two of them? Can you just go with one? You couldn't hold back. I'm a hope. But, 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 and, 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 you know, we're laughing because it's not like we're laughing. We're laughing at just the prospect of like saying that, but like also like we're talking about needing black coaches. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's, 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 it's like sad that there's even that mentality that like, oh, like, you know, I have this all white coaching staff. So I don't know if I want to hire a black coach as my, my youth coach because that's kind of like weird. Why? Why? Why is that weird? What, 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 like, what, like, is anybody going to bat an eye that like, they're going to see freaking, uh, I don't know, Marcelo coaching the youth. No, <laughs> like no one's going to like, it's just, it's annoying to me. It's, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you, you got Sampolia here, got neck tattoos and finger tattoos, getting these jobs. I don't know how, I don't know how he's still getting these jobs. This dude went from Atletico Monero. Now he's going back to, to like, I think he's going like France. Some of that. I forgot. I didn't see the report. Marseille. Marseille. This guy going to Marseille for Atletico Monero. Like, come on, dude. Come on. Come on now. Like it's, it's, you you were so desperate, Marseille, to find a coach. You went digging through Brazil to get Sampoli back over here. Like, what are we doing? So, okay, I have, like, some other questions, too. But it's just, like, to put it in perspective, like, you have in – Can I make one more quick point? Yeah, go ahead. Out of all those black coaches you named and black coaches we know of, have you ever heard of any one of them being called a tactical genius? Well, I mean, I, I – I, I wouldn't like some of these guys are like unknown to me. So like, what about them first division dudes? 
There's only Anybody two. Anybody call a Nuno a genius? You know, I don't know. To be, okay, to be fair. Come like, on, dog. We would have heard that. But, 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 but to be fair, I mean, I, I might not have heard that. But to be fair, Wolves have done really good. No um, one ever called Seedroff uh, a genius at uh, coaching. Well, he was there for like three weeks, though. <laughs> I remember when uh, when uh, Bobo Vieri was talking about that. Uh, if I'm not, but they might have been talking about black coaches or like, I can't remember. It was going to be in some years back. And, um, you know, the Bobo Vieri, they were, they were like, oh, you know, we had Seedorf at Milan. And they were like, they were like, yeah, but he didn't get to stay that long. And, and Bobo was like, yeah, you know why though? Like, he was just like, yo, like, like they're too, he was basically saying like, it's Italy. They're too racist. Like they don't this dude like, went from Milan to Shinzen. To Deportivo, Deportivo La Coruña to Cameroon. Like, come on, man. Wait, wait didn't he coach some, uh, like, Curaçao or something like that? Was that him? No. Oh, okay, okay. Come oh. on, man. This guy, this guy, oh, my God. This guy's only played at legendary clubs his whole life. Ajax, Sampdoria, uh, Real Madrid, Inter Milan. Milan. The, the, but the crazy thing is, too, it's, it's funny because I feel like we've exposed that, like, coaches don't even really do that much. So like the fact that like it's not like it's not hard, dude. Like oh. basically your team you just gotta, suit, man. You you basically your team just gotta win games. Yeah, win it, games it, just dress nice. It ain't any like you gotta be a like you don't have to personally be a genius. They they get happy zooming in on a coach on the sideline with a suit on. They get happy doing that. That makes people happy. And if they're winning, they love zooming in on a coach and be like, oh look at that genius walk around. This is a dude wearing a suit. Like Don. Uh, Ole Sochar, whatever man you last year, they were like he's garbage. This year they're winning some games. You think he has anything to do with that? <laughs> like it, it, the like players perform, the coach gets credit. Exactly, and like I feel like as the coach, mostly what you have to do. You know what? Actually, let me let me say that point because I'm gonna get into it in a second. And I remember I want to say someone else. I remember I was reading about that the sea drop thing. Someone's like, oh, you got the. Talking about the Cameroon job because he's from there. I'm like, he's not from Cameroon, you idiot. Who the hell said that? He's comment section. I'm like, he's from Suriname, you dummy. Like, yeah. people like that, don't even know, dude. Like, it's ridiculous. That, that, that person might have been trolling, though. No, they're not. They're not trolling. You know, just, literally, they're just racist. <laughs> All right, um, but not yeah, when, when you're thinking about it, is this is ten leagues? This is like. Uh, what is it like? Basically, like eighteen. Or it's like twenty. Okay, each each one is twenty, so it's twenty times four. That's eighty, and then um, so it's ninety-eight because Bundesliga only has eighteen in top division. So let's just say, basically, let's say two hundred clubs, and you got one, two, three. Like <laughs> you got five black coaches in two hundred clubs. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, so and, like, and, and like we said, imagine how, how many of those clubs have black players. Yeah, seriously, a, a lot. Even Real Madrid has a bunch of players. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I mean, they even added one today in Isco. Um, so obviously, like, so there's something going on. Let me let me just say that there's yes. something going on. I don't. I'm not saying what exactly it is, but there's something. But here's my question. And an observation. Obviously, here in America, black people were shut out from baseball. They were shut out from NBA basketball. They were shut out from the NFL for a long time. 
that at some point they were those leagues were integrated. For sure, the integration of the coaching staffs took a lot longer than that. But you see in all of those leagues, well, I don't say baseball, I don't know anything about baseball, but at least basketball and, and NFL, uh, NBA, NFL, NBA is kind of like lacking when it comes to like black coaches for sure. It's kind of weird. Um, and they be talking all that mess too. Yeah, but in the NFL, and, and, and you know, let me, and, and when I'm saying the NFL, I'm not just inclu- I'm not just saying head coaches because the coordinators and different people, they, they count a lot too. But you see a much more representation when it comes to black coaching here in America. So here's my question about Europe. Do the black people in Europe, you feel like get more or less respect in like, in, when it comes to like the sport? Like, do they get more, more or less respect? Like, like do the do they respect the player really to be able to be like you are respectable enough for us to make you a coach mm and what what in what what sense you mean that like well, you were texting, but um like I mean, do the black people in Europe get the same type of respect that the black people in America get? I don't know. I mean, maybe you don't know the answer, but I mean, what does it seem like? I mean, are you talking about respect in terms of like positions of like management and like overseeing player management, all that stuff? Like, like when you talked about them having executives and stuff like that. All of it. I mean, just saying, like, do they like because because and I have another point. Like, without respect, without respect in society, you're not going to get respected in figures of in in, in, in positions of authority. So like I, I, I almost feel like it's it's a it can be even less over there, just because I think like in terms of like of black people in Europe and like that kind of immigration was a lot more different than kind of what happened here in the United States, um you know and and what happened here well the immigration is but you know what I mean like what, what how the how like the 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 rise that african american people did in the united states to to establish their freedoms and their rights within the country especially coming as as slaves and or as immigrants as well who've traveled here over time you know etc was a lot different than yeah very small percentage myself included uh well <laughs> it's a lot different than how it occurred in europe you know i always sense that of course this is not this is coming from you know my perspective from here there seems to be a different level of, you know, when we talk about these games and what happens in these games, I think it's a good example of like the treatment of, of, of black people when you see it soccer, when you hear about the the, the chance and all that. When in compared to here, we've had many discussions on the show. Um, like I can't even fathom, you know, being in a game in Michigan and they're doing monkey chance. That'd be that'd be mind blowing. I think they would literally quarantine the state. And they'd be like, we gotta like address this because they might actually shut the whole team down for a year. Like Caesar, Caesar, Caesar that would be if, horrific if that Caesar, happened here. If if there was a group of people, let's just say it was exactly how they'd be saying it happens in Europe. Yeah, they always say it's a section of fans. If a section of fans started doing something like that, all of them other white people gonna beat that ass. Yeah, that, that, like little <laughs> and, and listen to what Bam said. He didn't say all the black people are going to rally it. He said the white people are going to. I've literally been to, I mean, me and you, we've been to protests where we've seen white people more upset than us. <laughs> like, uh, like, chill with that us. Just say you. 
than me. Like I've seen them, you know, go hard. And, and so that wouldn't pass here in, in a crowd. It would be wild. It'd be like, what part of the, the, never mind. I was going to say something crazy too. Uh, never mind. Yeah. So I think there is a different, and I think it's, I think it's, I think I'll, it, the, the sense I get from here is that there's, more of like a, a higher level of disrespect towards black people over there as if in Europe um, compared to black people here, as if like they are the only thing that could possibly are athletes on the team. Like they couldn't run management positions. Like, I mean, how long was that executive for Monaco there for? Like how long was, how long was the, the player management? How long are these positions even lasting? When we hear about these positions, we hear about them going coming, but we, ne- we always hear about them going quickly too. Like there's not longevity with any of these. These coaches you named are five, six months, two weeks, three days. Like, come on. Well, there, there was that guy at Chelsea who was an executive. I forgot his name. We did a whole thing about him. So if anybody's listening, don't think that I, I don't know. We, we did a whole thing about him. Um, was it, there was a Monaco one too. Um, yeah, like we did, we did a whole segment. We did a whole segment about that guy because he was coming out talking about um, the racism towards him being an executive at Chelsea. People wondering if he speaks English. People wondering if he's uh, Abramovich's bodyguard, like his shooter, like all kinds of crazy stuff. But it's interesting because I mean, and this is speculation at this point, but I wonder if it has. If, I wonder because. Obviously, there's been black soccer players that have been prominent in Europe for a very long time. Usubio was in the 60s. He was a big megastar. So, like, like, I wonder if in maybe France or Italy or some of these places that because they – because maybe they see the connection with Africa still being there a lot of times – that because they have like a disdain or like a like a false sense of of what Africa is, then that makes them not have as much respect for the person, um, in if they were to be in a position of authority. I don't know what the reason may be, but it is interesting that obviously there's racism here in America. Obviously there's like a ceiling a lot of times and, and a lack of opportunities for Black people, but you get it more, huh? Can I give you an example? So arguably some people would tell you if you're not saying Diego Maradona. Actually, let's put Diego Maradona too. Let's put, let's say our three of the best players in the world ever. Let's say Pele, Maradona, and some people some people might say Franz Beckenbauer, you know, whatever, or or whoever, George Best, whatever. Them. Out of all those, who would you rank? What's the rank on that list for you? Like as far as a player? One to three is a player. I mean Pele, Maradona, and whoever else. Okay. How many of those became coaches? Well, well, we don't know if Pele wanted to become a coach, though. No, dog, come on now. It's not even about if he wanted to. It's <laughs> like, oh, everybody else on the – even on the top ten has become a coach but him? But Caesar, 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 come on now, dog. We don't know if Pele wanted to become a coach. I'm not, I'm not gonna let you. I'm not gonna let you do that. Don't put coaching on Pele. <laughs> but – it is interesting. Like, I just wonder if, I don't know, like, I wonder if there's, like, still those barriers because, you know, if, if there's somebody who gets their coaching license and stuff and maybe they're trying to, you know, coach, like, a third division team, they're like, no, no, okay, like, maybe you try to get into the youth, like, the youth uh, coaching somewhere. But if you're still not getting that, it's like, damn, dog, like, they really don't want you. 
You know what I mean? But it, but is it because like it's racist for sure? But then is it also like the lack of respect? Like you know, obviously here like we've had a civil rights movement and people fought for their rights in a really serious way. Um, and maybe because maybe like you know France or Italy or something they never really had like apartheid like we had here like Jim Crow laws they didn't have like there wasn't really like and obviously there's not that many black people in Italy but like let's say France maybe because they didn't have the same movements as us I don't know but it doesn't make sense to me that there's been decades of black soccer players and there hasn't been like at least a few decades of like having at least like seven black coaches in the league yeah, it, it it only makes the only sense it makes is that it's just not right. It's not fair, um, and and it, that's a shame. That it's or it, or 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 let's not forget what your boy Yaya Tori said. I literally was about to say that right now. I was about to say that line. I was about to go. Or it could just be Yaya Tori could just be right, huh? Yaya I mean, Tori believes he's right. And then, you know, they're lazy, you know, you know, stuff like that. They don't want to do this. They don't want to pursue education. That's what he thinks. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe that, maybe that mindset is engraved in, in them, you know, maybe that's what Yaya Tori thinks. And, and that's the truth, but it's not. Caesar, hold on. You know what? No. Wait, wait, Caesar, Caesar, let, let's give Yaya Tori some credit. No. One. Yaya Tori said, no, when he was, when he was speaking of African players, he was saying that they get content with the money and the girls and the lifestyle and they don't push themselves to be number one. They don't push themselves to be um, like the top of the top. He was saying this in 2015. Um, and he said that because of players like himself and Drogba and Eto like set such a high standard, like the players are kind of just like a lot of the African players just like, you know, like I'm What's not standard? To... Huh? What's standard? Like, what standard? What standard they set? They were elite players. Yeah, well, none of them were top three in the world ever. So I don't know what, okay. the, what the high standard. Okay, Caesar, we, we're talking about elite players, right? No, nah, man, it, it's not the oh, same. No, Caesar, because... Caesar, hold on, hold on, Caesar, Caesar, hold on, hold on. Is Drogba elite? Yes, he's an elite player. Is Eto elite? Yes, was yes. Yeah, of course, and and and, and Yaya Torre, right? He's pretty good. <laughs> Caesar, he, 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 what he's saying is factual that they were top players. Yeah, but. He now that's the truth, but what he's also saying, which I don't know if it's true or not, is that 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 like other African players are not really trying to like fight to be on that level. I I just I just don't believe that like that's no. I would rather believe let's do. I'm about to say some. Wikipedia wild over here. Um, Franz Beckenbauer's Wikipedia is wild. Um, so anyways, uh, it's I don't believe that because it's like I think as like. It's, it's like kind of easy cop out to me to make that kind of statement. Like, oh, maybe we just set the bar, you know, really high to be elite players. That's just so I'm like, but just listen to me real. Just but stop, but Caesar, stop. Caesar, Caesar, I did already. Okay, but that's just one aspect of what he's saying. He's also saying that they get enamored with the lifestyle and the girls. Yeah, and he also said they're lazy. There's a lot of cute little aspects this he, man has. He, he I don't say, care anymore. I don't care. Caesar, I don't care. Caesar, can I be factual? Can we be factual? Oh, my God. Caesar, if I let you just run off at the mouth, you're going to say something that's not real. He never said lazy. Okay? I'm not going to let you put that on him this month. Then what did he say? 
He said they like the girls and the money and the lifestyle. And he said that they don't try to push to be at the top. And, oh, and we, he just didn't say the word lazy. Sick. Did not say the word lazy. Love it. Okay. Even better. <laughs> thanks for thanks for beating her on the bush, Yaya. Um, so uh no, it's just like I think that like it's not fair to say stuff like that because you know, all these players have had a different journey. Like they've all had a different journey. Like, are you like I want I, I think would I think it'd be better to spend time commending someone like Sadio Mane for like being a top player at Liverpool than to like, you know, spend time, you know, trying to ridicule saying that maybe he's not pushing himself hard enough to be elite player. What, dude? What do you want? What do you want? Sadio Mane was still at Southampton at the time when Jaya Torre said that. Yeah, and look where he is now. So he's coming up. So, you know, like this guy, you know, comes from Senegal. Like, you know, uh, it, it, it's just, I mean, Ghana, right? Ghana, sorry, sorry. Who? No, Senegal, Senegal, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Sadio Mane's from Senegal, sorry. Um, you know, like, None. These are the players on the team. Like uh, what? Like some. Even someone like uh, Mo Salah. Like these guys have a whole entire different journey to get to just to play a top top five teams in Europe. They don't have the same privilege. Like a lot of them don't have the same luxuries that come up from the, the academy system at seven years old, Real Madrid and stuff like that. Like they've had a, a a difficult, long enduring battle to get to where they are, and they're on top. To like say that there's people not pushing themselves. I don't know what's happened in Isaac's life. I don't know what he's been through. I don't know what it took to get there. Maybe, maybe, maybe instead of ridiculing people being content to where they're at, maybe you should think that, you know, they had a much harder road than some other people did. So maybe this is like incredible for them. And it just, it is what it is. And maybe we need to work towards building the culture to like, if, if you already have a culture where there's no coaches, there's no nothing after this. What, like there's no there's no coaches around. They don't get coached by the people of their own race. They, there's there's no managers. What do you expect the ceiling to be? What do you expect? You expect every single person born in this country to think they got to break a barrier? No, dude. That's not how it goes. And if you're already a minority number on a player, that's less people that have that mindset going in. Of course, these other everybody. Of course, the other side of it is going to have more people with higher chances because that's just how numbers work. When there's more, the more have the opportunity to do it. More can think of the ideas. More can get there. But when you have already a strained number of people playing this sport, and then a strained number per team, what are you expecting? There's only so much humanity can do if we're constantly limiting them, limiting them. So I think it's more about not not about like oh you know. They, they, maybe they, they, they think about the girls and the money and stuff like that. Well, though, can you imagine if you come from somewhere, come from these places? I'm sure Yaya knows all about it. You know, maybe it's been a while, but I'm sure he knows all about it. Coming from these places where people are from to receive even an inch of that is miraculous. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the future, it'll change. Maybe the kids, these players, things will work out better, but you know, it's, it's just, it's different. Caesar, are you assuming because they're from Africa that they're poor? No, I'm not assuming that they're poor. I'm just saying that like a lot of these players definitely don't have weren't offered the same amount of resources as these players are coming up from these academies Caesar, from these you, countries. You just said yeah, yeah, knows. You don't know what his life was like in Ivory Coast. Well, he's talking like he knows what everybody's life is like too. But this is true. I mean, I see what I'm, you're saying. I'm only, I'm only talking to Yaya because he's talking about – he's talking – okay, but he's also assuming that all these players are, 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 are into girls' money and lifestyles too. So – if the assumption's going to go one way, it's got to go back towards you too. No, I feel you. And, and like, on some level, it's like, 
you have to think about it. Okay, like maybe he knows better than me, but it's also like you're being hard on these guys and it's not really fair. But what, 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 I'm, I'm going to give a real quick, real quick. Some people don't know because in the counter temple, like some people don't know about like what kind of facilities are around the world, right? Like people don't know if people, if you were to ask right now, like for example, Brazil, like what's the best soccer facility in Brazil? You might say Flamingo or, or Santos, and it's not. It's Minero. Athletic Minero has the most money. They have the best facilities in Brazil. People don't know this kind of stuff. So players, they have different access points. People don't know about what some of these clubs are doing in, in Nigeria and in South Africa. We don't know what they got going on. So, yes, I, I could be wrong as well, too, but I was only coming at Yaya Tori based on how he was going at the people. That's it. I mean, yeah. but you, you, I was just shooting back. I wasn't, like, shooting everybody. Yeah, you, know, yeah, like you were just was, shooting he was back. praying and praying. I was just shooting back. You know, I was sniping. That's all I was doing. I mean, so, I mean, but going back to what Yaya Torre said, like, I wonder if he would, I wonder if somebody asked him about that and then in regards to coaching, because I don't know if he still stands on this, what he said, you know, six years ago, but, you know, if if that's why you feel, then that would make sense as to why there's not very many black coaches in soccer in Europe. But he also just got hired as an assistant coach at a club in Ukraine. And I wonder mm-hmm. if that, I wonder if like, he might be kind of like trying to be like, hey, you know, this might be the path. Go to like a smaller league and, you know, try to thug it out there and then try to work your way up. I don't know. I do wish him success, but I did not like uh, when he said that about black players. Well, you know what? I'm going to keep it a stack. I'm going to keep it a stack. I didn't really care about him saying that about black players. or African We know. Players. No, you know, that's how you feel. Honestly, I'm looking at it, I was like, you know, he knows better than me. I'm sure that he's not all the way right, but, like, whatever. Now, what I what I did care is when he started talking about Pep Guardiola. Then I was like, uh, hold up, bro, because you can't be mad at Pep not getting African players when you said African players are lazy, <laughs> like Caesar said. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so it's just, like, yeah, I, I, like, I mean, Bam knows. Before even with that article, like, I've always had appreciation for Yaya Tori. Yeah, for sure. He's always been one of my favorite players. I was the one screaming when I thought he deserved Premier League Player of the Year when he had that ridiculous year at Man City, and they didn't give it to him. I mean, like, that was the one year he was actually in shape, too. Like, come on now. Like, what are we doing out here? So, you know, and it sucked because after the year where he, like, ran his knees off, the next the next year they had Afcon and did terrible. They had no they had World Cup and they were terrible. I was like, that's not fair. Like this dude Yaya played like forty two games this year and he's playing Afcon. You know he's dead. You know I mean he's playing World Cup. You know he's tired. Come on now. So and, and they were like running them running these guys ragged through the whole qualifiers. Whatever though. I know I'm digressing, but just like I always had appreciation for his game. I thought it was dope when he was on Barcelona. Um, it is what it is now, but like, yeah, I hope it comes up. Damn it. I mean, there's an example though. Yaya Tori, a legend in Premier League, a legend is coming up through freaking assistant coaching in Ukraine, my guy. That's what it takes. You gotta be an assistant coach in Ukraine. He I mean, couldn't, I- he couldn't, he couldn't come up uh, anywhere else. Yaya Tori. I know he knows like nine languages. The man has played everywhere. He played in China. I mean, maybe maybe that was the best offer for him. You know, maybe yeah, that's just yeah, what he yeah, yeah, no, no. Maybe that was the best offer that was given to him. But possibly, possibly, possibly. Um, you know, and also like he, based on his comments, 
he 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 made he was made some inflammatory comments about Pep Guardiola. You know, he he was yeah. very like outspoken. he might have gotten in a little trouble. Yeah, you know, he was saying basically Pep, Pep, Pep might know some people. Pep might have called Pep might have lined him up. Um, so yeah, I don't know, but it's an interesting situation when it comes to black coaches. Um, I would love to see more, but it's also like you know if that's what people want to do. Here in America, like let's let's talk about NFL. Like it's easy to kind of know because you see a lot of black coordinators and different position coaches, and you know they want a head coaching job. In soccer, we don't necessarily know who's there. Like as far as like all the coaches in these teams, but you would imagine that there's got to be some people that's like trying to come up, and maybe they're not getting chances, and maybe. And, and and also, I don't know about the society. Maybe the society is a way that, like, you know, if you put a black coach in front of these players, maybe they won't necessarily respect them. We saw, we we saw, if I'm not mistaken, it was, um, it might have been during the AFCON 2015, and it came up about having how there weren't that many African coaches on these African teams. And if I'm not mistaken, Suleiman Florian was saying, like, the the players won't listen to a black coach. They won't listen to an African coach. They definitely and, won't. If, if, if I'm not mistaken, he said that. He was like, "Yeah, they won't take him that serious." But if it's a white dude, they'll take him more serious. And, I mean, pe- people's minds are colonized. This is a fact of life. As as a and, black person, I have said many things that somebody don't want to take it until a white person say it. Then it's true. Yeah, and, and I mean, including you. That's that's big facts, but also like not only that, and you could tell sometimes it's colonized because based on like how they even talk about each other and what they could they they could contribute. Like there's like built-in limiters that have been like that have been established to some people, um, and and it's it's shameful. Like and it's shame that people have to take like this like white guy is like their reference point for like something. Like why 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 is this person the one that you a trusted source for you? Why yeah. like why? Why is this person an example of what you can achieve? It shouldn't be like that. You know, and it's, it's, it is a problem. You know, the first time I actually even paid attention to black coaches was when you mentioned to me that first AFCON we watched on, on BN back in the day, how all these teams got white coaches. And I never even, like, you never thought about it. I you never know. thought about it. All the years I was watching – I mean, of course, as a kid, I thought I was younger. I thought it was so dope. See, Drew, if I keep talking about it, but I just thought it was so cool when I saw him coach. I was like, what the hell, an Italian club? Damn. And then, but when 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 he saw, like, when I saw that, I'm like, why the hell is a Greek dude coaching this match between Cameroon and, like, uh, Ivory Coast? I'm like, what is going on here? Another guy was from, like, Iceland. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are these people, man? Caesar, the dude, Avram Grant is literally Israeli, and they were saying, he was coaching Ghana, and they were like, yeah, it might be an issue with them trying to go to, like, the North African countries. I'm like, yeah, I remember they're, that, yeah. I'm like they're taking that risk? Just get They're the willing to. Just get the dude who won the Ghana Premier League and get, you know let what? him be the coach. I want to see how many black coaches are right now in the AFCON Champions League. That'd be cool I, to find to, out. To be honest with you, I was trying to look up – I was going to do it and, like, look up all the coaches in, like, the whole African Afro, Federation. The Champions League? In the Champions League? Maybe, maybe I'll – no, no, like, the African Federation. Like okay, Jesus Africa. Christ, man. It's like four million teams. No, it's only, like, 50-something. Um, I might do that as a little project to see, but, like – I'm sure a lot of them do have black coaches, but then like maybe like the better teams, some of them don't. Um, 
But yeah, going back, like I, I would love to see more black coaches if that's what they want to do. Um, I would love those opportunities to get meted out. And like, honestly, I mean, and we talked about this a few weeks ago, like we got to be honest about what coaches actually do. Like we have to be honest, literally it's on the players. If the players win games, then the coach is good, so to speak. Like, you're, you're not going to tell me that, like, you know, these guys got all these different tactics. They're, like, sending them home with playbook. This isn't American football, dude. Like, it's not, you know. Like, you're literally there to man-manage, sub people in and out, and, like, uh, you know, tell them to press sometimes. <laughs> tell, tell somebody to go on the other side. Like, like oh, no, since you'll play on this side now. Oh, wow. Look how he told them to switch sides. Oh, my God, he's amazing. Like, or or if you sub somebody in and they score, you're amazing. And if you sub somebody in and they don't score, like, okay, whatever. You know, like, it's not really some big, complicated nuclear science what they're doing. Enough for there to be, like, no black coaches. And before we get into Michael Richards, like, we're not talking about black coaches skipping the line. Not like Gareth Southgate, who admitted when at Middlesbrough he was not ready. He was given a chance. He was not ready, and he did not deserve it. He admitted that. When they were talking about, like, racism and stuff when it, in coaching, he said, I was given a chance. I did not deserve it, and I was not ready. Damn. Straight up. I'm not That's asking deep. for that for black coaches. I'm saying, like, give them a shot. When they, go th- when they, when they do the thing, give them a chance. Yeah, I agree. To me, it's like, I, I, I don't, it's like when we kind of talked about like how to racism in football before, it's like, it's, it feels like it takes so much cultural restructuring to like even get this going. It's like not even funny, but I feel like making that change in football would be so impactful just to, just to, just in general, because this sport isn't just like popular in a couple States. This sport is popular around the planet, you know? And I think that, People don't understand, like, visuals are very important. You know, visuals, representation. Representation. representation is massive. You know, like, just imagining, like, that there's, like, this black coach that's overseeing, you know, like, one of the big clubs in the world, and and, and, it's, and he's tenured there. He'd be like, wow, like, yo, well, that's crazy, man. Because you know what that would inspire? That would inspire people who just want to just be a coach. Maybe some people don't want to play. Maybe they just want to come up and be coaches. Because there's that, too. Like, there's people that just get coaching jobs and never played. And those guys are wildly successful. We, that's an argument there is in the American Football League about, like, how this coach, what's better, like former players getting opportunities or these coaches that never played a, a, a thing past middle school in their life, you know? It's yeah, kind of crazy. Bill Belichick never played. Bill Belichick. What was his name, the guy, the Oregon coach before? He never played either. Chip Kelly. Never Chip played. Kelly never played. Josh McDaniels never played. Like, a lot of these guys are really All these guys. M- Mourinho never played. No, Not never. Um, um, uh, what, some street ball? Yeah, like some of these guys, and, and honestly, there's there there's there can be an advantage to that. Um, like, in, in, in uh, what what would what would the devil's advocate say? Oh, you know, you guys are talking about the African coaches and stuff like that, and they're not coaching national teams. But how many do they like? There's not even a bunch of decorated coaches or anything like that. You don't even know that. Like, you don't even know. Like, they're, like they're, it's simple research. You could find plenty of coaches that have had crazy careers. Well, there's a, the, all these leagues, all these countries have their own soccer leagues. The, there's a, there's they're a not grabbing dudes from, uh, from Wyoming to coach uh, uh, Senegal Premier League, La Liga. 
there, there's a coach that's actively coaching right now in South Africa. He's considered a legend. He's been coaching for 20 years. He's only had opportunities in Africa, and he just barely got his first opportunity outside. And you know where he's freaking coaching? He's coaching in the Middle East. So it's like that's his first opportunity. 20 years coaching. He's a legend. He has tons of titles. He's won the CAF Champions League multiple times. He's coached Orlando Pirates, some of those big teams. Is he black? Yeah, he is. His name is Pizzu Mosimane. Like, uh, first opportunity is outside. Like, come on, dude. Like, uh, yeah, actually, no, that's even that's in Egypt. Yeah, it's still in Africa too. Like, he's not even. He's still in Africa. He's in outside and in, in Egypt. Damn, I never. I thought I thought it was one in Qatar at least. <laughs> no, he's not even in Qatar. He couldn't even get out to get the Qatar. He couldn't even cross that lake thingy. He's still in Africa, river, <laughs> ocean, sea. Stupid. <laughs> you know, Newcastle never hit his line. Newcastle, he, he, he this speaks English? even the South African national team. Does he speak, dude? Like, come on now, you know, damn well, he, he coached in South Africa, he knows he speaks English, yeah, of course. And he's South African, too. I mean, his nickname is kind of cool, his name is Jingles, <laughs> it's just kind of cool. Oh, no, um, oh no, Pizza. <laughs> okay, well, I, I didn't say that loud. Um, okay, so obviously, I'm interested in the black coaches. Before we go, I want to get into this, uh, Michael Richards, um. I don't know what to call it, but it was a short documentary kind of thing um, called Tackling Racism. It was interesting. I took a few little notes here. Um, I'll kind of get into a little bit. He he mentions, uh, he obviously, Michael Richards, uh, he's a media on CBS right now. He played for City and Aston Villa. Uh, he played for the England national team a few times, too. Um, he said that he experienced almost daily, uh, he had almost daily experiences of racism playing football he's from leeds from chapel town in leeds um they talked to his dad for a little bit he talked to his dad for a little bit his dad said that and i want to ask if you agree um his dad said that racism in society hasn't gotten better but it's gotten more skillful so he's saying it's just as racist and maybe even more but it's like a bit more skillful the way they do it and it's institutionalized. What, what do you think? You, you think it's, and he's talking about from, from like the sixties. That's, that's a great point because I know some people's counterpoint saying it's like, well, we have more exposure to things we didn't have in the past. So you could probably see more, have more access to like racism and stuff like that. But I don't think that like, it's 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 like either racism now has been exposed more because of the the technology, or it's been like to me it's like you said it's been like more like clever. It's been more clever on the approach. It's more ingenious. It's more like oh, more just real real like like institution like you said like real like kind of corporate like oh yeah we're gonna move this guy here move it, put this guy here to make this happen yeah we'll fire uh Seedroff, but we're gonna appoint like a club legend or someone like from within the system to let know that we've been and we'll put a statement out there and say we've been grooming this guy for a long time for this role and he's done a great job serving his intermittent info this is the direction we're going that kind of stuff happens a billion times and I, yeah. i'm sure with europe too so many different languages going on that it's like think even though translation is real and like we can translate translations the only problem with translation is that sometimes it takes out the the passion or, or or the meaning or even the sarcasm of statements out right like like you can receive a, a information from somebody or, or you know play the telephone game with someone in different languages translated and as it's translated it just sounds 
either more dull or depending on language, it could sound differently. So you're able to get away with stuff like this. And I think that like, it, it, it's, it's sad. Like, I think it's sad that there's like, this is an approach. And honestly, like, you know, it's not just like minorities. Like it's literally just like black coaches are just difficult to find in a sport. Like it's not like, Oh, is minorities. But like black coaches specifically are extremely low numbers in the sport. It's crazy. Okay, now let me continue. <laughs> what you looking at? What you looking at? See, you do the look you was looking when you were streaming the other night. <laughs> it's just like that. It was just like that. I was like, oh, it was red in the back. I was like, oh God. <laughs> okay. Um. I, okay. If, if I'm to answer the question, I, I mean. I think racism is different now um, from what his dad was saying. And like, I don't know if Michael Richards is saying this, but like he was saying like the cops would go up to him and like call him an effing N word and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't think the cops are going to do that to you now, but like, yeah, there's going to be like different ways the racism can still go. Um, but I don't want to say like, if it's more, I, I don't want to say it's more racist now. It's just different. Um, but that's because like, you know, I've heard like stories from my like grandpa and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely not like that anymore. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, I actually remember the thing about Michael Richards is like, I remember he was like kind of coming up um, and they had uh, asked him if when he was in Man City, if he had like ever thought about playing in America. He was like kind of coming up and about to like kind of really break into like uh, um into the Man City team, and he was kind of balling. He was like, oh, I don't know, maybe later in my career. And it's kind of crazy to see his career kind of just end so quickly. Um, I, he's, like, so young still. Yeah, he's not really that old. I mean, he probably had injuries. He's, like, 32. Yeah. Um, he says that he never really felt racism when he was in school, but as soon as he started playing football, he was he experienced a lot of racism, like, as a youth. Um, the, 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 the documentary, I don't really know what to call it. Short docu show. I don't know. Um, it was kind of anecdotal. There was a lot of like stories. Um, they talked about, oh, they talked to one of the guys from the kick it out organization. And he said, there's been a rise in racism and homophobia in football in the last five years, but I don't. So then they kind of took a turn towards talking a lot about racism on social media. Um, and so it, it kind of was a lot about that. And I wish that they talked more about racism in the stands because I feel like that's kind of more the issue. Although, but I but I can see why they didn't because there haven't been people in the stands for real for the past year. So like I feel like on some level they kind of forgot because it hasn't been happening for a while. But I'm like, yo, that was the issue was like people being racist in the stadiums, yo. Yeah. And. To this day, I have not seen that addressed in a way that would actually make sense, except for transfer bans. And we're still the only people saying that, or have said that, but whatever. Um, one thing that they talk about before before I get into what Gary Neville, they, he, he talked to Gary Neville. I want to get into what Gary Neville was saying. Um, but one thing he talked to somebody, I want to say it was somebody from Sky Sports. They talked about how there was very little Black representation in media and they're talking about in England. Um, he said, he was saying like, you know, there's not very many times you see in the hierarchy in these organiz in these uh, companies, you see black faces. Um, and yeah, I think that's definitely the case. I mean, 
it still kind of trips me out that time that George was like, that when we had that kind of exchange on Twitter and he was like, hey, I'm the only black person here at the end. I'm like, damn dog, like you're only one? That's kind of crazy. Like, yo, like you're the only one and he's still the only one. <laughs> I mean, that Suleiman guy comes in there when there's like African stuff going on, but like, yeah, like we still haven't seen that. He's, <laughs> Africa. he's the Africa expert. Um, yeah. yeah, of course. Um, and, and then, you know, that's why I thought that that piece that the one, uh, female reporter did for, for, um, CBS was so cool. And I recorded it and sent it to you because she was talking about how, you know, you know, being of color is so important to her and being black is so important to her and how she thought it was so dope that she was hired by a black female director or whatever producer well, for the show. Yeah. There was, there was a producer. Like she was saying it was her first time doing a show and there's a black producer. Yeah, and she's and it was a female producer too, which is kind of cool, also. So, you know, like that—that's all really cool. And I've always seen pretty good amount of diversity on that CBS panel as well, too. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's like like we said earlier, representation is so important, and when you don't see it anywhere, it's not that it's hard to get. It's not like it's hard to imagine yourself in that role. Of course, it's harder, but it's like it makes you feel like when you're consistently getting passed up or opportunities are not given, it doesn't make you feel like it's impossible. It's it's not impossible to get it because you don't have the experience. It's possible to get it because you're not allowed to be in it. Like you're not, it's not, it's, it's the door shut for you. And for a lot of these former players and stuff like that, there's no reason for that other than their race must be the reason. Like you're because, because if, if we had a consistent pattern of only people that went through a youth system, went through a coach system and then became coach, then I'd be like, well, maybe these opportunities can be happening at lower levels or not happening. But there's literally been coaches that have gotten turnarounds and jumped and right into these roles, like a Perlo and stuff like that. And it's like, look, they're being given out, but they're just not giving out to certain players. Well, we're talking about like the media and like I, I, I remember one I'm time representation too. So yeah, <laughs> Caesar, don't don't Caesar, don't play with me. Do not do it. Okay, just don't play with me. I remember one time um, I forgot his name I want to say Dylan something from Bleacher Report I'm scouring trying to find a lane for we made it on one of these platforms I remember they were saying that Bleacher Report's going to get champions I'm like oh snap I listened to this guy was like um, he he had some high position in CBS I'm I'm sorry in Bleacher Report sports division Uh, soccer or sports something. And I listened to a podcast where he was talking about how to get into sports media. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen You're to going that. hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I listened on a browser, okay? I li- I'm listening to him, and one of the things he was saying is, like, you know, you should have your own, like, if you're if you're coming from, like, an independent, you're trying to get on a sports uh, sports media platform, you know, he's like, you should be a writer. You should be writing your own articles already or like have your own show, podcast and do that. And then so you when you when you're like going for these things, like you have something to present. We've been doing this for like two plus years already at that point, maybe even three. I, I, I found his email. No, maybe I messaged him on Instagram, messaged him, said the whole thing. He was like, oh, uh, email this person. And I'm like, all right. And because in the thing, I'm like, yo, I listen to your thing. You know, like we do this, this and that. 
And then he, I emailed that person and that person was just like, oh, like we already have a soccer show, but you know, like what we do, we're looking for another one, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. Like, and that was it. And I emailed her again and then no response, like whatever. If, if there's anybody, if there's any duo or anybody who could consider that maybe the race has something to do with it, it's us. I don't know if it's the case, but if if there was some, and, and, and maybe it's not the case, but at the very least, the, the, the black people that have gotten, gotten into position, maybe the reason that they don't reach back is because they feel like, oh, I, I can't be bringing more black people. It looks, you know? But I, I don't want, I don't really want to. I get it. Like, and I absolutely agree with that point. Many times I've agreed with you this and I agree with that about other media people we know and communicated with before not doing that, reaching out, you know, reaching back to uplift others. But I honestly, I don't even want to blame them. I don't really want to blame them because it's like, it gives me that feeling of like, kind of like the political situation in America where it's like, I'm not really going to do that because like the other side is just doing so much worse and just making it so hard in general that they deserve the brunt of the blame to be to even to just like why do we have to do even more for ourselves to help each other out like why why are we being so limited by the other like other people why is why is that side limiting us so much that we have to like be get on each other for not pushing each other more that's that's not fair that's not equality that's not what it's about you can do these tributes every year you know they can talk about the sport growing we've been doing this damn podcast now almost four years man like almost four years and, 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 and it's, I, I have seen no relative, no growth in, in what the show in terms of like, Oh, the, in certain areas and, and this and this, and like, Oh, well, it's just not, it's not real. It's not, it's like, yeah, there's more people investing in sport, but it, it seems like for their own monetary benefits, it's not for, and that investment isn't growing within black people or minorities in America. Like it's not, it's, it's, it is what it is. I think it's stagnant, if not whatever, like, and it's always going to be like that because the only growth the sport's going to have to me here is when just more people from, you know, different countries come here and just bring a love for it. And then they might go away after that, after the, the, their kids have kids here, they might just get over because it's not popular sport here, you know, and it feels stagnant at this point. It might've reached like a top point. So the, the show hasn't like, there wasn't when they talked about they I remember when we did the show, they were talking about like some damn wave was happening. Like, oh yeah, like this wave. I'm like, what wave, man? Like what wave? What wave? See, I, and, and the thing is, I feel like you can tell a sport is growing, something's growing when the media grows in a way that's significant. ESPN FC had the same people for forever. BNs had the same people for forever. Like, I mean, they've hired some new people, and the credit to them, they've been hiring women. They got Hope Solo and uh, Karen Kyle. But like it doesn't really feel like it's really growing for real. Like it doesn't really feel like that. And like the, 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 the networks change all the time. Like it's, it's kind of crazy. I don't know, but like what I, this is what I do know. This is what I know for sure. If any of them platforms took the chance and put us on there, then it's going to crack. Then it's going to grow. You can have all your Twitter comedian stuff like that's cool. But when you have real con like real something people can watch that they can engage in, 
And it's not just like some old dude. It's not just a former player. Like you have real intelligent analysis of the sport and also willing to talk about the all the other things that encompass the sport and don't have no allegiances over here and got like no then you can have something real you don't have some giggly dude <laughs> yeah i'm just you know you just want to go meet the players <laughs> that there, there's a lane for that but there's also a lane for what we do and i don't think anybody else is doing it there's people that enjoy watching fanboys there's people that enjoy watching these insiders that go and hang out with the players and you know, and you know, I was about to say something crazy, and then go to their houses and stuff, and you know, have a good time, and no, oh, show me your cars or whatever, whatever. And then there's people like watching players that have open criticism. That there, there's people that they like watching people that have an open criticism of their players, open criticism of teams that they even support, call each other out when other people being biased, engage and stuff, and are, are and if the network allows, push the limit a little bit on what they could talk about, you know, and, and it is what it is. I, I think that. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm looking, if I, cause I like to like, for example, you know, I, we do, we made it. I do the pot. I do the streaming. I like to always sit in the position of not only just like an audience member, but also of like someone who's scouting. Right. And if I'm scouting for talent for a podcast, I'm not really looking necessarily for someone that's like already kind of fit in the agenda. That's cool. That's an easy hire. I like even looking at someone who's like kind of doing their own thing because I'm looking at the creativity of that. Oh, look, they're manifesting, they're manifesting content at the end of a season and they're talking throughout things. They're researching championship scandals and championship, you know, about pedophilia and all these other things they've done. They've, they don't have a problem covering anything. And, and that makes me go, okay, wow. Like they're willing to put in the work for it. They've been doing it strong. They never had crazy high numbers and here they're still going. They were, they have the same amount of energy they had four years ago. These guys are crazy. Awesome. We, I could, I could fine tune that into F- FCC regulations and we're good. Literally. I, if I can just interview them and understand, they come and understand that, Hey, you can do all that you want, but just this is stuff you can't say, can't do. We'll look it over. Let me know. Boom. You can work with that. You know, then you can create something beautiful because that's not new. That's a foundation of media across America's history from from David Letterman to all these people and past the shows we've had, it's been happening for years. Caesar, that, Howard, you know, like, Howard Stern was the biggest guy for so long. Why? Because he pushed the shit. He pushed the shit. He's a I'm he's not, a he's he's. I mean, we're not pushing like that. But listen, we're not him, trying to push like that. That's a wrong push direction. We're not we're not doing that direction. But but but, but, but it's about getting like something original. The, the original pe- Americans do crave that. They that that's what make what would make soccer grow in America is all the stuff they're not doing right now. They think that the approach is to be very clean, very this, very that, and it's very boring. The sport is like very it comes off very boring, right? Like Americans don't have the same appeal for entertainment as people in Europe do. They don't have the same appreciation for the sport as people do. Americans like seeing athleticism. They like seeing the rawness of stuff. They like seeing speed. They like seeing the why someone's better than the other physically they like seeing that stuff here it's indicative of our sports right the biggest sports here are usually the sports you have to be large powerful strong soccer doesn't really give you that but in europe they like have this emphasis on stuff they care about so what this show gives and has been giving is lacking across anything that you look in soccer podcasts i don't care what it is from from these ones that are sponsored by 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 new by other channels like sb nation to ones that you know 
have have comedians that were talking about soccer. The hell is that about? Doesn't matter. I mean, like there's men in blaze, all these options. They all do their own thing. But this show from day one has been pushing its own self, regardless of what the number is, pushing its own self, regardless of what the season is or what time it is, and consistently coming up with stuff talking about. You can start off a show in the beginning and do – actually, to be honest with you, we didn't even do episodes as long in the beginning. We, we even had episodes we gone longer. We've we, Time has never – we never went, oh, man, like, you know, we should really cut down these episodes. We have nothing to talk about. We have to cut ourselves down. We have so much to damn talk about, even if it's the off season. Caesar, I think our second episode was like an hour and a half. <laughs> Come on, man. Our test episode was like 42 minutes. I think our second episode was a recap, was a Champions League final recap. It was like an hour and a half. man. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's it, it, and I, I just, you know, it, it it does hurt me. It sucks. Like it, it it feels, it feels defeating. But one thing I want to stress: as defeating as it feel, as defeating as it feels, I I will not be defeated. The show will not be defeated by that. Like you not answering the DMs anymore. That's not enough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> yeah, you gotta find some, Maybe if you find some clips of what we've said in the past that are sketchy, then maybe we'll be defeated and restart again under anonymous aliases. Okay. Maybe we have to start to show off and just rename ourselves into like Kyle and Jim. Okay. Maybe yeah, that'll work out. Seriously. Well, I think another thing that makes our show very unique is like, we're not a fan. We're not, we're not like a, a team. We're not like focused on a team, which is real. And I feel like that's easy. Like, you know, if you're the Liverpool podcast or the Barcelona podcast or like show, like that's easy. Or we're not just focused on one league. That's also easy. We cover a wide range of topics, and honestly, like, really, I look, like, I listen back to some of our stuff. Sometimes I'm just like, literally, there's nobody else doing anything like this. And I wish there were, so we wouldn't have to do it, because I'll just listen to them, <laughs> you know? But, like, anyway, I, I want to go ahead and wrap it up. I was going to talk about Gary Neville, but screw it. Um, Black History Month, we made a podcast. Um, obviously, we're black. Caesar's uh, some variant. But um, me and Nuno, if Nuno's black, I'm black. <laughs> I was actually going to get into that more, but whatever. Um, you know, it's it, it shouldn't, we shouldn't even be dealing with this, but we're going to be dealing with it for a while when it comes to coaches. I just really hope that one, like when it comes to coaching, black coaches are getting the same opportunities as white coaches. Yep. Um, and also like we start to realize that this coaching thing ain't really necessarily what it seems. So there ain't no reason why you can't put a black person there. Honestly, Caesar, I'm gonna keep it so real with you right now. I think if I think I could show up right now and coach uh, any team. Any team. I honestly think I could. I mean, maybe I, if, if, I, 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 if I speak the language. I'll keep it real. I think you could, and all they would have to do is just put a couple people around you that's been there for a little bit that could just tell you what what it is in terms of in terms of like in terms of just like the little logistics stuff like yeah here's what uh, we do here's the schedules we do blah blah fine and then you know what give it two weeks and you don't even need it no more you're like all right I got it my Caesar, on the job training's done Caesar I'm gonna be like look this is the first thing we're doing this is way off topic now this is the first, I'm gonna be like this is the first thing we're doing. We're gonna play on. We're gonna practice on a full field. We're gonna get them youth players, and don't nobody foul. If you foul, you gotta run laps. And 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 then we're. Gonna, I'm gonna show y'all how to play right now. We're gonna play. We're gonna practice on a full field. Then what? 
yeah, y'all are used to just kicking the ball around on a damn 20-yard field. No, we're not doing that. We're going to teach y'all how to play. And if you're left-footed, you're off the team, of course. <laughs> Bama's gonna have a, you can't have a whole team for the righties. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> Watch us win. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, I really hope y'all enjoyed this. Um, we're going to – I don't know when this is going to be released, but whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, it'll, it'll be February. And, yeah, we're going to have much more coming. And it, it, we're not going to stop talking about stuff just because it's not Black History Month anymore. Um, you can go back and listen to uh, what is it called? I, I forgot the Black Lives Matter episode that I re- released before. Um, although that one I did kind of go crazy on BN, <laughs> but we never had a shot there anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, Ben probably did. George probably not allowed to respond after that. Probably not. And <laughs> Ben was like. I was like, damn, we're going X Games mode on BN. I'm down. I'm sorry, dude. I was feel. I, I you was were disappointed. Mad. I know. I mean, you even went to like the seminars and stuff. You went hard. I, I, see, I wanted to give them. I was giving them days to do it, man. I, look, you had some days, dog. And, and then the, when they didn't were fulfilled, they get they get ethered by you. You can't have the whole world saying Black Lives Matter and you don't say nothing. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, we made a podcast, Black History Month 2021 special episode. Holler. Wait, did you guys something to say? No. Good. <laughs>